0: Welcome to Job Sharing and Beyond, the future of work podcast that goes beyond the traditional nine to five. I am Karen Tischler, speaker, consultant, and host of the show, where we hear from global experts every other week to discover innovative solutions and tips on how to remain a relevant employer in the future. I am very appreciative to welcome two guests today, Luisa Hanke and Robert Frischbier. For you, as a long-time listener, you may remember episode 28, when I was talking with Robert already. I invited him back today, as Luisa and he are collaborating, and I wanted to learn more about it. Luisa founded the Vereinbarkeitslab, translated to meaning Work-Life Balance Lab, in 2018. It is a network for business leaders, founders, HR professionals, and people interested in work-life balance. Luisa also works as a systematic coach, supporting professionals focused on creating a family-friendly career. Robert worked in the automotive industry for about 12 years after receiving his diploma in business administration. While being responsible for the quality management and inside sales, Robert learned how difficult it was for a young parent to balance work and life in a very traditional industry. That's why he left the industry and focused on supporting all kind of companies becoming employee-friendly. Together with his wife, Robert founded Zwei Paar Schultern, which means two pairs of shoulders, and describes their own lifestyle best. Besides his work as a consultant and trainer, Robert works as an auditor for the renowned Bertelsmann Foundation, certifying companies as family-friendly employers. Together, Luisa and Robert have created the Vereinbarkeits Academy, where they offer a work life balance facilitator training for professionals to teach them how to make their respective organizations more family friendly. The first part of my conversation will be with Luisa. Then, Robert joins us for the second part. If you have not heard, his previous episode on the show, I will be sure to put it in the show notes. But now, without further ado, let's get started. Hello, Luisa. Welcome to the show. Hello, Karin. Thank you very much for having me. We have listeners from all over the world. And so could you share with them where you're calling in from and any local food or site that is in your area that you could mention to them, please?
1: Yes, well, I'm calling in from Berlin and I cannot talk so much or recommend so much about food places at the time because they are mostly closed. But um, I, I, I can recommend a beautiful site that I have been to today actually. And this is Victoria Park, right? In the center of Berlin Kreuzberg. And it's a beautiful park with a waterfall and a hill so you can climb the hill you can um, sit by the waterfall and feel like you're being in the middle of nature and once you have climbed up the hill you have the most beautiful view over the city and you can see a horizon and just have a whole new perspective and just really in the middle of busy Kreuzberg. So this place I would recommend everyone to visit.
0: Wow. So I I've, I've been to Berlin like about a year ago but I definitely want to come back and that's now a new thing I'm adding to the list. So thank you so much for sharing. You're welcome. Now, um for our listeners, could you share with them um what made you found your organization Vereinbarkeit's lab, which in English stands for work-life integration lab?
1: Yes, um, I can tell you. Well, in my case, um, at the beginning, it really stand for work-family life integration. And that is because um, in 2011 I had uh, finished uh, my studies and um, I have been working already and I had traveled the world and I wanted to continue, you know, building my career and then um, I became pregnant. And the brilliant thing was that I very optimistically, took the opportunity to being a young mother and then doing my master's degree in sociology and gender studies. And um, the university made it very easy for me. So I started my master's degree when my daughter was six months old and I just took her with me during the first six months. And um, then during the master's degree, I became a single mom. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, Um, how will I succeed with my career and my wish to have a fulfilled work life also now to be the single breadwinner to sustain my family because I had a very negative image about single mothers and about my possibilities in the working world. And uh, then I... um, I created a good network. I was always good in networking. And actually I was the first person within within my study program that had a job already still being at university. And on the day that my onboarding process started, so I had already signed the working contract, my new boss, she sat in front of me and she asked me, "Louisa, so you are a single mom What do you need to perform here, but in a way that you as a single mom are still feeling well, that it is sustainable for you? And my jaw dropped because I expected everything, but not this question. And immediately, within seconds, it built from my side such a strong relationship, a relationship of trust and feeling seen and respected and also a a very loyal bond to my boss like I wanted to prove that the respect and the trust she gives me that it will pay back and until today I don't work there anymore obviously until today this woman she has my back she can always count on me. So that was the reason, actually, because I realized how fulfilling it is when you can work and be a parent at the same time and it works well together. It's not always easy, but when you see that it can be done and that you have a positive work environment, and then I realized how, how often other parents are struggling. So that was my motivation, actually, back in 2014-15, to start something by myself. So then I became a systemic coach, and uh, in 2018, I founded my company, Lab. But
0: that's the story behind. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And that sounds like such a wonderful start in a new job. It's just amazing. What I'm curious about, you know, and it sort of builds up on that. So when, say, somebody is going back to paid work, and um, what would you say should they potentially be looking for like maybe three tips what would you say
1: well first of all i would say it is something you can look within yourself first of all look that you have a strong mindset because especially i mean here in germany there's such a negative image especially about mothers out there and their possibilities to have a fulfilling work life and this adapts um, to a person very quickly i have clients i work with and they come from different countries such as france or holland where the whole issue of work family life integration is very different and mothers after Three months it's normal that they go back to full-time work and um, I have clients that are coming to Germany from these countries and just after a couple of months they're like no I cannot imagine to to start work again before my child is one year old and I have such a negative image about myself so check your mindset check the thoughts that you have about yourself about your possibilities check how many of these thoughts you have adapted, adopted from someone else and how this makes you feel and how this makes you act. So many women tell me, oh, you know what? I stayed in parental leave much longer than I originally wanted just because I was fearful. So don't let yourself drive by that fear. So check your mindset and maybe look for people who help you to grow a strong mindset and Therefore, maybe look for success stories. But also, if you go back to your job, um, collect your own success stories. Like go back all the years that you have been working and check what are the success stories that I have. And that really means what were the situations? What did I do? And how did I contribute to success? Or how did I solve a problem? And this is something i do these exercises with my clients a lot and it makes them grow from within and it gives them the self-esteem that they need to go back to work and also tell the employer look this is what i'm bringing to the table i know my value but also i know which goals i want to achieve with you so this is like be a little bit service oriented have your self-esteem and learn to be service oriented you know, and and bring to the company what you can bring best. And the third is um, grow your network. This is something you can do perfectly when you're at home with your child. And it is fun. And especially for those who complain that, well, since my child is born, I feel the only thing I'm talking about is the baby's diapers. Well, use your network. And there you have people that you can talk about professional issues with so and also like check your chances on on the market you know grow your network and maybe once you realize you go back to your old company and maybe it does not fit your values anymore or it does not fit um, the needs that you have with your family life or just because you realize you have outgrown the company you want something else use your network to enter the hidden job market which just gives so many more job opportunities this would be my three things to reflect on to focus on when you want to go back to
0: to a job my previous guest tina bruno she also mentioned like you know as you said gather with other people and like maybe even talk about Like what new skills you have learned while, you know, you are um, being on unpaid care leave and, you know, and then maybe use that also to sort of um, realize that when you're going back, you're really providing additional skills that you can give to your employer, which I, I think often... Professionals forget what is so interesting when I was doing my research um, about you. So I saw that you were job sharing. and I would just love to learn more about this because obviously, as you know, I'm a big job sharing fan. So um, can you sort of share a little bit how that was originally arranged and, um, you know? yeah, Yes, actually, I was in
1: two job sharing positions first was a position that I started as a parental leave, uh, replacement. So mm-hmm. there was a mother who had a full-time position and she went to parental leave. And since I was um, also being s- self-employed, I only wanted to have a part-time position. So I shared this position with another woman. Once the the woman who was in parental leave came back, our boss decided that he needs um, extra workforce. So he kept us in and it was three of us sharing one position. Wow. So it was an 80 hour, like 200% position then, shared by three people. That was the first situation. And the second situation, it, it was a couple of years after, since I had experience then with um, with job sharing, I have been in an interview and while I was in the job interview, um, the head of HR department made a reference to another candidate and we had qualifications that um, that on the one hand matched each other but on the other hand also completed each other so he asked me the questions well between whom should i decide like you really complete each each other and um, also i said i only want to have a part-time job because i am self-employed um, and the other person also. So then my logical answer was, look, if we complete each other, you should consider of doing a job sharing. And I simply suggested and he liked the idea. And in the end, it was the two of us.
0: Wow, that, that's amazing. So I, I have a few more questions to this. So, so like, the, you know, when you suggested that, had the um, manager heard about job sharing before? Did he know what it was included? Like, you know, because I feel people who are listening, sometimes what I'm experiencing is that people are hesitant to implement or start job sharing in an organization because they're like, oh, it's quite complicated. And we have to think about so many different aspects. So I'm just curious. You know had there been drop sharing before in that organization and and how do they how did they adjust to it yes
1: no um they did not have the experience of a shared position beforehand it was also a very small company um mm-hmm. at the time they had 30 employees and it was a very spontaneous decision and um it was also a decision, I made the suggest- su- suggestion, and he kind of um, passed this idea on to the other candidate, and the other mm-hmm. candidate liked the idea too. And I think the manager, he, he saw two very qualified women, who were ambitious and um, open to work together. So that was a spontaneous decision. And also I have to say that in both cases, um, the job sharing has not been, how can I call it, facilitated. It has not Uh been moderated, it has not been prepared. And in one case, it turned out to work very well and in the other case, I would say there was a lot of room for
0: improvement. What I'm curious about, like I've never heard with three people. How do you like decide who works when and how do you communicate between three people? And then from the three people to the um, you know, the wider, like, you know, world sort of like, you know, the other employees or the manager? How did you do that?
1: We were very efficient, actually. First of all, that was in the time where it was common to still be in the office. And Mm -hmm. we were just, we had one office that we shared. So we were actually sitting Mm -hmm. next to each other, which helped. And then we had one person who had a full-time position, who was in charge of most of the information with the head of the department. So Mm -hmm. she was responsible to the communication and me and my other colleague who were just in part-time, we then decided to just do the internal communication and we had the policy to if you have a question, you collect the questions that you have, or if you want to send an email, you you collect the ideas which in the process of collecting, you realize that sometimes you really give the answer to yourself. So you really can be more efficient to that. (laughs) You don't need to talk about everything. You can also work based on trust that really helped. And then maybe two times a day, you send an email as short as possible, and then people answer as short as possible. And then we have very also short, how do we call it, like get togethers um, mm-hmm. every day of a maximum of 15 minutes where we talk about the most important issues. And if we realize beforehand, there are no really urgent issues, we Keep it because we realized to be efficient with our meetings. So that was actually how it it worked, and structure-wise, it worked very well. Um, what I have experienced in that position is that it is so important to build good relationships. So. That is something that really needs to be facilitated, that people trust each other, people respect and value each other, and that what what happens often when, especially a person who is on parental leave and is coming back, that person often is fearful that someone might take her position. And that has been the case because all of a sudden there were two other people working on the position, and then the three you know, three people are being put together and this needs a clear communication, you know, and this is something the three of us, we did it, but this is something it needs to come from the top. It needs to be facilitated. It needs to be explained. It needs to be talked about. So that was the more
0: difficult part. Now, in the job sharing position where it was the two of you, how did you decide? Was somebody coming in Monday to Wednesday, the other one Wednesday to Friday? People are always very curious about that.
1: So we were in that constellation for a while. Okay. Since we were both self-employed, we had important responsibilities outside the job that we have been sharing. So the aim of our manager was to have someone in the office on every workday. So from Monday Mm -hmm. till Friday. And this is something, I guess, that is a a common demand. So we had to, to decide at the beginning to sit down and check. So what are days that are not working for you? What are days that are not working for me? So we tried to set the priorities in a fair way. And this is something, if you see yourself as a team, you you find solutions, you're willing to find good, good solutions for everybody. So then at a certain time, it was three days for her, but shorter working hours, and two days for me, but long working hours, and a third day, from me in home office Ah, so that was the deal that we decided on that would work well and it was fine so I think the key is to to communicate and to be able to
0: build an individual system structure and what is interesting it sounds like that you did not know any of the other job sharing members beforehand. And often people wonder, you know, if that's even possible or they even think, well, only people who have met each other beforehand are job sharers. So thank you for sharing your examples because it's very clear that you, you know, just met them basically. And so what I'm curious about is, like if you looked back on your job sharing experience maybe could you mention like one or two things that you would have loved to have known prior to starting job sharing that you now know about job sharing i would have
1: i, I would have liked to know that job sharing actually exists because <laughs> i think I really like the idea of actively networking and looking for a potential job sharer and then together apply for a job because I think this is very efficient and I have worked with quite a few job sharers by now and uh, from their side it was always their initiative. So often parents tell me this would be attractive, but I don't find a job anywhere um, as job sharing, and that is because often you don't you don't find it out there. You know, maybe within the companies, you know, you find a position. Right. If you look for common job ad, usually it is for individual positions. So, therefore. You need the inspiration, you need the courage, you know, to go for it as job sharers and take the initiative. And this is something I would have liked to know because especially as a young woman entering the working world, this would have been very attractive for me. And if I was not self-employed by now, you um, it it, it it always would have been an attractive um, job model. But also what I would have liked to know is like the people, the people I work with. I think this is mm-hmm. key. And I think you can be matched with someone you don't know, but you need to be given the chance to to know each other beforehand and not just with a one hour meeting. But I think... Um, you really should get to know each other and um, understand if you have common values regarding work, um, how your skills would complete each other, uh, maybe how your strengths would complete each other, um, your style of work, what you appreciate and what you don't appreciate and being very honest about that because this is really a deep relationship that you start and you have to stand there as uh, not even as a team but almost as one 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 person so this is something i would have appreciated to
0: know thank you very much Now, um, you've been, you know, you are working with returning professionals and you're focused on work-life balance. I'm always looking for best practice examples of organizations that our listeners um, can hear about. So could you maybe share a couple that you have come across and what it is that you find particularly, um, you know, Attractive or as a best practice? Mm. Yes,
1: I have a few that come to mind. But first of all, this is something that really matters to me. I would like people to understand that it's not so much about finding a fancy structure or work model, but it is really essentially about building relationships. I think I have repeated that today so many times, but be allow yourself to be empathetic, to understand your employers, to trust them, and also show them what you demand, like what you need in return. Like, of course, there's a set of rules and everyone must follow them, but, but set an environment where relationships can thrive. And this starts with what do you need with the current challenges? How can we make a few adaptions um, that serve you? I mean, this is the biggest gift you can give to any employer, employee, I mean. This is the biggest gift you, you, you can give to any employee. And people will pay it back with loyalty, which is one of the most important Assets, I would say, in our working world today. And one ex- one specific example I would like to give uh, regarding how um, how companies can show that they value, especially the skills that parents gain in their family life, is that they implement family and the social skills that come with it in their career or as a career module. That means Mm -hmm. there are a few companies in Germany and they have a system that if you want to have a leadership position, you must take either parental leave or in order to not discriminate those without children... You must take a time off work and invest this time in social work.
0: Wow, this is so awesome. I had thought about, you know, the take your manager to care work day. And that's sort of, you know, it fits right there to make people realize how hard it is to either care for a person or as you said, in a social institution, I imagine that could be an elderly a home for elderly people so that they yeah. understand all the quote-unquote soft skills that are required,
1: right? Yes, of course, and and they understand it. So they gain a lot of empathy. Um, they learn these social skills. If yeah. you take two, three, four months off, you're starting to get the habit. You, you really start to internalize the skills. But also this is an important aspect you do not discriminate those who take parental leave. Exactly. So
0: this
1: exactly. Is a perfect. A perfect. Um, a perfect way. Also to see parental leave in a new, in a new light. It's not. Oh my goodness! Now she or he is gone for a while. I guess once he or she's coming back, there's nothing left of working skills because this is a mindset people here in Germany have very often. In other countries, like in Sweden, for example, it's not the case because they see parental leave as a way of um, adding new skills.
0: Right, right, right. So this is one of my favorites. That's so amazing. That is really awesome. And yeah, it's, you know, I've I've worked, it's a completely different example, but I've worked um, in a retailer at, at the headquarters. And for one week, I was in the store and I was literally having to count crickets to sell to customers. And I've never counted live crickets before, putting them into, you know, bags and yeah, it 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 completely creates a new appreciation yeah so i i that's just awesome and you know what you were just talking about from the transferable business skills maybe we could just you know go a little bit more into it there because i think as you said a lot of people just think yeah you're going to forget your skills there are no new skills that you're going to add so what do you think if you had to sort of share with somebody are there maybe top three or five skills that people bring back from unpaid care work, from you know working with all your um, customers and, and your own experience, if you had to share like you know the top three or five skills?
1: First of all, it is empathy, it is this capacity to emotionally put yourselves in the shoes of another person. And I think for any manager, for any person who has a leadership role, this is key. You have to understand the people that you're working with. And um, this is the basis to empower them to become better. Um, Next point is motivation. You uh-huh. learn because, and, and, and motivation is not just simply having a few phrases that you throw at people. Oh, come on, you can do it. Motivation <laughs> is based on empathy. You understand the person and you understand maybe what is holding them back or what is what is making them work until exhaustion. That, that is also a way of motivating of of motivation to really see and understand the person you work with and to allow them to have a new perspective to see it in a different light to reflect on themselves to calm down and then you know to set a goal and go for it and um Also, I think what parents learn is even in the most chaotic circumstances, and that is something you can compare it with the company situation. If you are in a crisis and that you are very often in family life, you need the ability within yourself to calm down and check what, what do I need right now and what do all the others need and what is the what are the most important next steps to do to ideally reach a long-term goal? So even in a very complicated situation, you have the capacity to somehow calm yourself down and to take the lead in a direction that seems best for everyone. And I think this is a very important leadership skill, but do it in an empathetic way empathetic, but determined. You know what is best in the situation. And what you learn is um, you definitely learn to reflect yourself. So with children, obviously, you learn what triggers you. And ideally, you ask yourself, why? Why does that trigger me? And I think as an employee, or most importantly, as a person when you have a leadership position you have to know what triggers you you have to know why the behavior why the working style why the way of communication by someone is triggering you and therefore you are able to take more wise decisions you know decisions that are not based on your ego because you're feeling hurt by the person, but decisions that serve the company, decisions that serve the team. And also you are able to, let's say, leave your ego behind and and communicate with the person to see a way or to moderate a way to change. You are able to have tough conversations as a parent. And with that, I don't mean to dictate, but to
0: really find solutions. Thank you so much, Louisa. Now, we've talked about so many different things. Is there anything that you would like to talk about that you feel we haven't addressed yet and our listeners um, should know about that?
1: We have mentioned it shortly, but I guess this is a point that I would like to, to stress more um, towards the end. Um, because in, in the German context, if we talk about work-life integration, um, and it might be similar in, in, in many other countries, we still often think it is a women's issue. as as it is with um, gender equality, as it is with diversity that goes beyond gender equality. And I would say whenever we talk about any form of discrimination and any form of inequality, we need everybody to participate so work-life integration if it's about family friendliness we need the fathers in the game we need the fathers for the change and I as a single mother I am a huge fan of equal parenting I love when I see examples where people share more equally the responsibility in the family and where both partners can have fulfilling careers but as I said it goes beyond and if we look at inequality which is the core of the issue I would say every one of us needs to be able to deal with the own unconscious bias because we are all biased and I think at the point that we are at at the moment globally and locally. We all need this ability. Uh, we are all in this together. And if we want to change, we all need the courage. It takes courage to look at your, at your unconscious bias, to look at privileges that you have, to share privileges. Um, and you need to be able to deal with those emotions that come up in the, pro- in the process like guilt and fear and shame. And this is something I would really like to address. So for work family life integration, we need mothers and fathers and for any other form of inequality, it needs every individual to ask herself or himself the question, what can I do to bring positive change?
0: Thank you so much, Louisa, for sharing this. I think that is a perfect ending to our um, conversation. Now, how can people contact you? Yes, well, I am on social media,
1: and regarding my work I do with parents, Um, I share more information on Instagram. And regarding my work that I do with companies, it's more common to share um, my input. On LinkedIn, but it all comes together on my website, which is Vereinbarkeitslab.de. I guess you put it in the show notes. So these are the three places where people find me the easiest.
0: Thank you so much for coming today. It was so informative and insightful. Thank you. Thank you. It was really... Really, really, really
1: good to talk to you. And uh, you made it very easy
0: to reflect on a very beautiful topic. Thank you. Thank you. We spoke today about job sharing, transferable business skills from unpaid care work and supporting professionals who want to return back to paid work. And you just mentioned the importance of having fathers and men involved as well. And this couldn't be a more perfect transition because we are coming now to part two of our episode and Robert is going to join us now for the conversation that you and him can share about your new collaboration together. Welcome Robert for joining um, our conversation with Louisa.
2: Yeah. Thank you very much for having me again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's really nice to see you again now um, for our listeners. Could you both give them an overview of your academy and what the facilitator course entails?
2: Maybe, maybe I can start as uh, Louisa just uh, spoke a lot. So (laughs) let's give her a short break. Um, well, the idea is to, to enable a person inside a company to push the change process forward and to have the knowledge about uh, new work, about work-life balance and so on. So it is common that, uh, that the person comes from, from the external side and uh, supports the, the company and so on. But our idea is to, to put all the competencies inside the company.
1: Yes, and we also want to enable the person to understand the value of, let's call it satisfied, healthy and efficient employees, regardless of the personal situation they are in, in their lives. Um, So therefore, the so-called work-life integration is like a very important goal of itself, but also we want to show that it is an important vehicle for other important aspects in the company culture, such as gender equality and inclusion. So that is very important to understand that in overall, people understand to really build good relationships with employers and um, structures that allow individual work modules so that people really feel They can work efficiently, but at ease because it
0: fits the challenges that they have besides their work. That sounds really, really interesting. And, you know, when you look at the pandemic, definitely family has been put much more onto an important pedestal than ever before, which is so important and like, you know, LinkedIn, has added new work history titles such as stay at home parent and then there is the Germ for people from outside of Germany, so in Germany, there is the pro parents initiative which is intending to. Um, include also within the anti discrimination law, the parenthood which currently isn't there so. What are you seeing like, you know, with your um, new academy, when you talk to companies and professionals, why are they coming to join your, you know, um, facilitator course? What are you hearing about particular being a parent?
2: Hmm. Well, uh, first of all, um, the topic is on the table. So everybody is talking about this, like, like you just said, um, it is an issue for, for all of us. Um, people who were struggling struggling with the family and uh, work life balance. Um, so they had a much bigger problem during the pandemic. Um, people who had no problem at all may be now have a problem um, or are facing some, some trouble. So um, the companies need to take care about this. So they are forced to actually, and um, they need help because uh, they cannot handle it by themselves. So when we are in, in discussions and the idea actually came from discussions with companies. So um, it was um, an idea that we we had because we had no real opposite part inside the company when we were talking about um, work-life balance, do work and so on. Um, and so the idea was to enable a person inside the company that can actually talk to us and um, to push forward the change process. So. For, from our point of view uh, the, the the companies at the moment have no choice um, but uh, taking care of this
1: yes maybe i can add something to that because i also work with i i do not only work with companies i also work with parents and mainly i work with parents that work yeah. for companies or have been working for companies where work and family life integration was not common at all so still we have a big issue here with that in Germany and a lot of work still needs to be done but what what I experience when I talk with people from companies is that there is a huge change within the society. Families are changing, families are becoming more diverse, models are changing. The whole understanding of parenthood, of motherhood, of fatherhood is changing. The whole notion that we start receiving from countries like Sweden that we need equity in a family life um, or equity between how we look at men and how we look at women and their roles they play in families. That, that this also plays an important role for how we look at equity in, in company culture. And so people now, let's say people who have leadership positions or people who work in HR departments now understand that in order for the company to be attractive, to be kind of up to date and they, they have to adapt to these changes happening within the society and um, often they don't really know how to do it because this really needs a lot of understanding for people this is really about people and culture and this is not what people in business school learn very often (laughs) so therefore they need a lot of yeah new new skills and also courage to to implement um, new structures, a new mindset, a new culture in, in the company.
0: And, and so could you maybe share a little bit for people who especially who might be outside of Germany and have not sort of heard of a, Facilitator course for work-life balance. Can you give us a few details? What exactly you are teaching, and what you know, and how they are taking it back to their company? Are there then follow-ups, or or how does that work exactly?
2: Well, we we clustered the whole topic into eight modules. So we said, okay, we let's find eight uh, um, topics that we will teach. And first of all, we give a main idea what what is this what we are talking about, what is in German Vereinbarkeit, because most of the people, they think, okay, it's about parents. So I'm out. I have no children. I'm out. So but this is not the whole concert. This is much more. It is parents. It is people um, who have to take care of someone. So. Um, it is the people who are starting their job life, it is people who are ending their job life, who are retiring um, and there's much in between. There are many persons in between. And um, so we want to, to put the spot on the whole workforce. And um, this is the main idea. And then um, we enable the persons to, to talk about this topic. So to find a good way of communication inside the company to talk about this topic and um, then to make it somehow measurable because it is important to have to have figures and numbers in the end because um, it is an investment it is a, a lot of money to have such a change process um, and and um, yeah you, you need to show that it is working in the end the people are more motivated um uh, you have an increase of the sick leave level and um and so on so so there are a lot of numbers you can measure and um to show in the end okay it is working so uh, all the money that you are investing if you invest 1 dollar uh, in the end you will get 1 dollar $1. forty uh, out of it in best case so and uh, we show the way how this works um and then we, we put a, a look at uh, new work because new work is an important um, tool or yeah, it's much more than a tool. Um, but uh, we are looking at the new work uh, working world and um, yeah, you want to add something, Luisa?
1: We also uh, talk, we have a module about leadership culture because, you know, as a company, you can call yourself, let's say, family-friendly, or open to remote work and time flexibility, which, regardless of the challenges people have in their private life, um, this is a must have for most of the people within the different generations that we have in the workforce. Most people today want to have the possibility for home office, for remote work and for time flexibility. A company can have these structures and claim these values that are behind, but then it is very important that people who have leadership positions, that they know how to enable this, that they know how to build good teams and and pass that information um, on to their teams and allow them to really have like individualized work structures. So therefore, we have one module just on on leadership. And also, we have one module, which is very important on communication. Because this is something that Robert actually often says, that you have to identify what the actual problem is. Is the problem that there's a specific offer the company should do? such as um financial help with childcare let's say um or more flexible work hours or no meetings after 3 p m yes so is there like an offer a, a specific structure that is not existing yet or is it existing but it's not being communicated adequately so that employees just don't know that they have these options. And this is a service you as let's say someone from HR department, you have to know how to implement a good um, communication structure so that all the information land with the right people.
0: It's really, really interesting. And um, now where do you sort of envision like there's there's so much emotion and you are you know really helping with it so where do you see say in five or ten years like you know family work life integration within say the german market do you have any idea what are you seeing like also flexible work what you mentioned what what's your impression
2: Uh, let's say um my my hope is um, that the facilitator in five years is not, is not necessary anymore because it is totally common for the companies to support their employees. It would be worse for our project, but uh, um, it would be great for the society. So um, there are, of course, some some changes during Corona during the pandemic, um, but now the people are tired um, they have no ideas how, um, yeah, the daily business could look like after Corona and, um, they have some, some of them have have gotten the, the wrong ideas of, uh, let's say how home office, for example, could look like, because now many people, I, I hear from from many people that they say, okay, in their home office, home office, it is so stressful. It is so loud. The, the children are home and so on. I don't want to work in the home office anymore. What I do, I say to them, okay, this is not homework, a home office, what you are expecting right now. This is pandemic. So, and you have to work at home, you are forced to work at home, but this is not home office. So please think about home office when all um, the kindergartens are open, when the schools are working as they should, um, the sport activities can, can happen and so on. And then think of your A day-by-day business, how could it look like in such an environment and not as it is right now? Um, So, yeah, I hope that that we will get a a good vision of, of the time after Corona.
1: Yeah, I would say remote work and time flexibility is really key. And I hope that in five to 10 years that this is like well implemented in our society. But I want to go a step back. To something that should be normal already, uh, which goes hand in hand with the parental discrimination. And this is that 25%, especially of women who go to parental leave, they don't receive their job or um, a position that is somehow equal to their qualifications when they return. That is is an extremely high number and this is something it should be standard like family life or any other challenge that comes up your way it should be natural that you can make some adaptions that you temporarily can leave work or reduce the amount of work that you do and then still be welcomed with open arms so i hope that in five to ten years companies know how to build good relationships that parent discrimination such as any other form of discrimination end and now i gave a number for for mothers but almost 80 percent of fathers wish to have more time for the families so i hope that in 10 years we somehow were able to find a way to validate more part-time work and to give fathers the opportunity to use it as well and to to not only give the opportunity but to appreciate part-time work, to also enable people to to even qualify further within a part-time work model. So, a larger goal of that would be that we really find an equality also between men and women in the workforce, and also within families, because this is such a huge indicator for inequality. And it, first of all, it doesn't serve both sides, because women want to work more, men want to have more time for their social life. And, and both are stuck in, in, in rigid structures and, and, and mindsets that does not fit their, their needs anymore. So I really hope that we overcome this for a more also just
0: uh, working world. Thank you so much, Louisa and Robert. I so agree with you. And I really hope that we see these quite drastic changes, but I honestly feel they have to. So now... If people are interested to learn more about your Vereinbarkeit's Life Work Integration Facilitator course, how do they reach out to you?
2: Well, first of all, get in direct contact with us via LinkedIn, um, Facebook, Instagram. or You find us there. Um, And then, of course, uh, we have a a landing page just for the topic. So maybe you can put it in the the show notes uh, if possible Uh or something so that the people can find us directly.
0: I will definitely do this. Yes. Well, thank you so much for both of you for coming today and sharing your latest projects. To me, it sounds like something that really around the world, many more organizations should have to help make companies a more um, family-friendly situation and place. So thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We hope you gained valuable insights and new ideas. To keep listening to future episodes, please head over to iTunes or your favorite player and subscribe and give it a rating. We would very much appreciate a review and for you to share it on social media so more people can start innovating in how they offer employment. Until the next time, goodbye.